everybody. Welcome back. This is Inside Fitness Radio Presents Total Fitness Podcast. My name is Matthew. I'm Walter. And today we are asking the question, is being fat a choice? Dun, dun, dun. No, we're not actually asking that question. We're going to be talking about it because it was a question that was asked. And there is quite an interesting debate around this topic. Now, we aren't going to get into the discussion necessarily about whether being fat is a choice because there's so many variables that go into being overweight um, as well as being underweight and just so many things. So we're not going to actually address that. But what we want to address is a specific TikTok video where, again, I can't show the whole thing because the original creator actually deleted it for how much hate she got, which fair enough, because this woman is a dietitian talking about metabolism. It's just bad. It's just really bad. So we're going to get into it right now. Um, let's get uh, right into this video here. So yeah, we're, we're going to ask the question, is being fat a choice? Here we go. A choice. Sister is an incredibly thin person, just very, very small, toothpick-sized person, and she also has an enormous appetite. This girl can out-eat my brother and my dad a lot of the time, and so, for example, for breakfast, she often does two breakfast sandwiches. That's pretty much her standard. Sometimes she'll text me and joke that it's a three-breakfast sandwich kind of morning. For lunches, sometimes she'll cook, but if she cooks, you have to understand, like, if she makes herself pasta, she'll make the entire box of pasta and eat the whole thing, or she'll go out and get Chipotle or Chick-fil-A or something like that and eat all of it. Dinners, same thing, she'll cook. It's a really big portion size. Sometimes she'll go out and get sushi. If she eats sushi, she's getting like salad, tuna tataki, miso soup, and probably eats, I'm not exaggerating, 50 to 60 pieces of sushi. I mean, she eats a ton of food. This girl also doesn't exercise at all like never sometimes she goes to the gym and she sits in the sauna but that's about it right and again she's a very small person and she stays this way so is it a choice for her to be thin no so again this video had to be stitched from a gentleman called tnf on tiktok or t underscore nutrition underscore fitness i love this guy he is very educated on the topics of nutrition and fitness he is going to then talk and we'll include i'm going to include this because he he perfectly explains why this dietitian is so wrong because she goes into deeper into her video before she ended up getting rid of it um she goes on about metabolism how everybody's metabolism is different and thinner people have slow or faster metabolisms and if you work out it's and I was just like, oh my God, there is so much wrong with everything a dietitian says. And again, another issue that then arises from that is the appeal to authority. I have a four-year degree. I have a dietitian degree. So what does your six months of nutrition course or what does your experience matter uh, compared to somebody who has studied this? And there was quite a few comments on that. So I will preface this very quickly. Metabolism, studies show metabolism for pretty much everyone doesn't vary that much. Metabolism is very, very similar for the average person. And again, there is a very small percentage of the population. And I'm not saying, again, there's 7 billion people on the planet. So when I say small population, even if it's 1%, 2 3%, that's still a large number of people yeah. that we actually have... just reached have, another billion, by the way. That's today. crazy. That's actually crazy. Yeah. That actually have genetic issues when it comes to... Um, their uh their metabolism and stuff like that also something that many people do not know 
people who are overweight tend to have faster metabolisms. Why do you think it is so hard to lose that extra five or 1% of body fat when you're already at like 5% body fat? Why does the coach in theory give a cheat meal to somebody who is 6% body fat and they've been eating 12 to 1500 calories all week long or for three months? Why do they give them that cheat meal? The idea is to trick their body into believing they're getting more food in. So their metabolism goes a little bit faster. So again, Typically, the heavier you are, the faster your metabolism goes. Anyways, that's that. That is the first point I want to get off here. There is just so much wrong with everything she was saying here. Is being fat a choice? We're not going to typically, we're not going to get into that discussion because again, that just could take us down a huge rabbit hole and we'll talk about it in a future video. But what I want to start with is the toothpick sister who can eat 4,000 calories a day and not gain weight. That's toothpick true. sister is a, myth, is a myth. I mean, really, when it comes down to it, she's probably not eating the amount that she says she's eating. The sister is exaggerating what she thinks her sister is eating. And even if her sister is eating that, she can't possibly be eating that day after day after day after day. And an, an entire box of pasta? No, that's not possible. Uh, you know, so I, I think that she's presenting this... Uh, uh, evidence that is anecdotal at best and expecting everyone to believe that because of what she has in terms of a degree well no that's 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 wrong yeah you, you don't you don't choose your evidence to prove your theory ignoring all the other evidence yeah and again he goes in to talk about the that exact point you know what is you know the amount of food she's actually eating and keep in mind, she was saying this is what she typically does on a typical day. First off, that would be a very expensive day. If she's doing that, she must have some deep, deep pockets to be able to yeah. afford Chipotle every day, to be able to afford 60 pieces of sushi every day, as well as three breakfast sandwiches every day. He went, he ended up calculating exactly what she said she ate um, on an average day, because she says on an average day, this is what she eats. He ended up calculating it and he gave her the benefit of the doubt. He even went on the lower calorie side of things and she still was eating over 4,000 uh, calories a day. Now she is described as a toothpick. So you can assume she is a very skinny person. I wouldn't describe anybody over probably what, 130 pounds as being a toothpick. So you yeah. can assume she's under that weight. 4,000 calories for a- Not with that calorie. No. But I will give anecdotal experience because I have it personally. I know we're saying anecdotal experience, you know, or anecdotal uh, evidence. But I'm going to say something because everything she was saying was wrong. And I know that for a fact based on what I used to do as that toothpick. Because I was. You don't believe me? I can pull up some photos at some point. But, uh, you know... If, if not, just go on my Instagram. It's the first photo. It's the first pin photo of what I used to look like. I used to eat a lot. I used to be the one that would be able to eat an entire extra large pizza in one sitting. Did I do that every single day? No. Did I even eat anything else that day before I had that extra large pizza? Maybe an apple? Maybe a piece of bread with toast? Or sorry, a piece of toast with peanut butter on it? 
Not a huge sushi meal? No, no, not all the time. Mm. But that was the thing. When I when I first got into weightlifting and people were like, you need to eat more. I was like, I do eat a lot. I can eat like three McDonald's hamburgers without, you know, even feeling full or I can do that. No problem. <laughs> With that voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, no, I started tracking calories and I started tracking the average of what I ate. Not what a meal plan told me to eat, where it was like that for sure was 2000 calories. And I was eating that. I was like, oh, I'm gaining weight now. Ha ha ha. Whatever. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a week and track every single thing that I eat and figure out over the course of a week. Because again, one day isn't going to cause you to gain a shit ton of weight, right? Like even, even a week on average you know, you have two or three bad days where you're just eating, you know, 500 calories above, you're not gaining two to three pounds of fat off of that. Right. So I ended up doing t- taking that week long average. And holy shit, was I under eating? I was under eating like crazy. And that was the same week that I was eating a pizza. And that was the same week that I was eating two McDonald's hamburgers or two Big Macs or whatever. And again, people are like, well, I eat so much. And I was like, I looked at it. I would have three meals a day. My breakfast was always the smallest because I back then I hated breakfast. Mm-hmm. I would only end up having two pieces of toast with a schmear. Like the smallest amount of peanut butter on it. And then I would go into lunch. And again, at that time, when I first got into weightlifting, I was in high school. So my lunch was whatever my mom made, which was a typically a ham and cheese sandwich. I would eat half the sandwich and then I'd feel full or again, I just wouldn't feel like eating the rest. Mm. And then my dinner was whatever my mom made. And again, this was when my dad was, my parents were always super health nutty. So um, this was chicken and rice, right? Not even a full chicken breast, like half a chicken breast and maybe like a scoop of rice. I was severely under eating, but then on the weekend I would have a pizza. So I must, your cheat meal. I must be metabolically advanced compared to every single other person on the planet because I can eat a pizza and not gain weight. Wow. It's interesting tracking, talking about tracking. I mean, that's the hardest thing to get anybody to do. And, and usually with my clients, the first thing we do is just track. Don't worry about it. Just write down what you're eating. And they find that difficult enough. But we always find out that they're under undernourished. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. You know, even sometimes the heavier people, you know, and maybe they're lying. Maybe on the weekends they have the pizza and the cookies and the whatever. But generally speaking, they're not up to the caloric level that they need to sustain themselves and build the way they want to build. So. I, I don't understand how anybody could maintain that kind of toothpickishness. Yeah. Well, I, so I just want to clarify that because I know exactly what you mean by that, but I think a few people listening may be confused. It, the nutritional side of things, like nutritionally, mm-hmm. they're not up to par to actually build that lifestyle that they're looking for. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you can't, you can't eat like that and expect to actually gain weight. And again, so many people typically when you have that thin friend, what are you typically doing when you see that friend going out for dinner, going out for a nice lunch date 
of course they're going to eat more there. Of course they're going to be, you, you, you're probably going to the unhealthy restaurant or you're going to a restaurant where, you know, shit, like, I can't even think the last time I went out to actually eat. We always order in. Um, but hell man, even that, you know, like the last time I did actually see a friend, we went out to a pub and I was like, you know what? I haven't had a cheat meal in a while. I've been really looking forward to this, uh, this night out with my friend who I haven't seen in a while. And, you know, I also haven't had a burger in a while. So I'm going to get the burger. I'm going to get the French fries. You know what? I'm going to get dessert too. Sure. It was like 2000 calories for that whole meal. I know. Yeah. Shocking. But it was, it was 2000 calories. So to my friend, he'll look at me and be like, oh, I can't believe you look like that eating the way you do. What this, this six pack abs does not magically happen because I eat like that every single night. Yeah, exactly. Trust me. I haven't been able to train properly the past four weeks or no, Jesus, whenever I tore my knee, right? My knee has been messed up for the past five something weeks. I haven't been able to train properly. And the first few weeks was tough. So I ended up eating more because I like to eat my feelings. Yeah. You know, it's not a six pack anymore. Trust me. And that's off of like three or four nights a week of just eating more than I should have been. Like, again, it is not. You can't break the laws of physics. No. Calories in, calories out. You burn what you burn by being as active as you are and by being alive. You can't get rid of all those calories <laughs> by just having a fast metabolism. It doesn't work that way. That's the other thing. Like you need, you need maybe to... maybe if you if you're running a high fever all the time. Yeah, just nonstop. Then there's other issues that you have to worry about. <laughs> yeah, I don't think metabolism at that point's your worst. Uh, no. your worst worry. <laughs> but again, yeah, it's, you know, it's a stupid question to ask. Being fat a choice. Like realistically, that's such a loaded question to ask. I hate when people ask that. Is like, is yeah. being thin a choice? No. How would we start educating people on the proper science behind it? how to properly, properly, excuse me, sustain a healthy lifestyle instead of worrying so much about yeah. the 60 pieces of sushi that your toothpick thin sister eats. Right. That's another thing too. You, you, we got to stop. Like, goes into the bathroom and sticks her fingers down your throat. That's the other that's thing too. too. We have to stop worrying about the fat phobia. Okay. Not worrying about it. Stop worrying about it. There's still going to be fat phobia, but that doesn't give you the right to shit on thin people or people who are in shape the amount of people, people are out of shape any people anybody stop <laughs> it's yeah it's not okay as a dietitian though it's scary that this lady is talking the way she is because she should know better she does know better but again let's let's see on her profile here is she trying to sell is she trying to sell something <laughs> oh would you look at that? Maybe just a little bit, right? Everybody's you gonna trying show to us what? Oh, did I not show you guys? <laughs> oh, I just exited out of it. Sorry. Anyways, I showed her her profile there, and yes, okay. she was trying to sell something. She was. Right. Everybody is trying to sell something. I work with a specific niche of people. I am going to generate a topic or topics around that niche, so it appeals to them more. It's not going to be as effective 
for certain people because it's meant for those. However, as a dietitian, even again, John Canalis, Dr. John or um, yeah. John Canalis, uh, who we we've had on the show a few times, he works specifically more so with diabetics, but he will take on general people. But his content is more suited towards pre-diabetic, diabetic, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So what he says that is in regards to a diabetic person is more impactful than the average person. So for him, you know, being like, be careful with this food because it could really impact your sugar levels or it can make yeah. it really. Un- and then the average, then the other person is like, well, that's stupid because the average person doesn't have to, is he appealing to the average person? No. And that's the thing. You have not. to be very. However, you don't bend the facts to sell a product. No. And it's that's also, essentially what was happening there. It's also like, <laughs> She was talking about just general science there. Like she was just so wrong in general. Mm. Like it wasn't even just like she was saying something that was meant to sell to an, a specific group that, again, is not necessarily wrong, but it's a little bit of that gray area, which every fitness influencer does because they're trying to attract more people to the page. I've done it before. You've done it before. Mm. Whatever. She was just being blatantly wrong. And giving off misinformation, which is very harmful because she had like, I think she had like 12,000 followers or something like that. 12,000 people that reaches plus more because it was a TikTok video that blew up. So she's getting more and more. And thankfully, like, again, before that one was gone, like she was, uh, excuse me, the, the comment sections, a lot of people were calling her out. But then again, this guy stitches a video of it. And the first, one of the main comments was, well, she has a four-year degree. You don't. Yeah. You don't need to be a PhD to understand simple science. And also the difference between yeah. evidence versus anecdotal evidence. Absolutely. You, you, we have seen in the past that those with degrees do not always work well with the people they're supposed to be working with. No. Um, empathy is an important thing as well. But also just... Being logical about the way that you handle people and discuss things with people while putting forth the science. If you speak in in terms that cause anger, excitement, fear, then you're going to get a sale. And that's all she was really going for. And that's wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I get it, though. I do get it. Because everybody's got to make a living. And as a fitness professional, and I'm including dietitians in that, because I know in the States, at least, I'm not sure how it is here in Canada with dietitians that they have to get their own clients or they work with hospitals or whatever it is. But, you know, you have to get your own clients. It's the same with us making this podcast right now. The title of this podcast is going to be, is being fat a choice. And the thumbnail is probably going to be something slightly clickbaity because we want you to click on this video. That's just how it is. I know, shocking. But then you click on it and you listen to us and you're like, ah, they're not that big of dicks. You know, sometimes we are, but not all the time. And again, that's just how things go. But to come out and just be so wrong and just like, basically, it's that whole thing like, you know, you're stupid, I'm not, everybody should listen to me, I'm better than you. That's what pisses me off about her tone and just the way she did her video. And there's a whole lot of that going on. 
online, on Insta, Life. on TikTok, on whatever. So, um, and if you get hate in return, you get used to it or you take it down, you do whatever. She's obviously not been able to handle the heat that she received. Yeah. Although she probably she was wrong up in terms of likes. But again, though, Maybe like kick back from the stitch. Hate is one thing, though. Hate on somebody's video who's just like, we post this and we get hate. That's one thing. Mm. Some people just like to troll. Some people just like to be dicks. If she had posted something kind of ambiguous, that's another thing. She yeah. said something that was very wrong. And that's where it then turns into justified. Hey, you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's all I got. All right. I'm done. Wonderful. Don't so do that, go. guys. Don't treat people that way. Everything's a choice and nothing's a choice. That's yeah. the paradox of life. Um, so don't give people shit for being who they are. Exactly. There you go, guys. Well, that's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for watching. If you have any topics, any videos, or anything you want us to uh, react to or comment on or make a podcast about, you know where to find us right below here. As always, thank you so much for watching. Stay, Stay breezy. Safe. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Let's try that again. Stay safe. Stay breezy, too. <laughs> Take care, guys. Bye, Bye. guys.